Hi there, professionals. Thanks for joining me on my new exciting podcast series, Industry Insights with me, DPDS. This series will take a look at stories from entertainment industry professionals from all sectors of the industry. It will be compiled with various levels of experience and will really indulge in a journey of their careers and utilize their stories and experience to help influence current professionals in the industry or total newcomers wanting to get into the industry. If you are new here, thanks for joining us. I'm grateful to have you listening. If you enjoy the episode, please consider subscribing connect our community across social media. For those that have been here before, welcome back. Here's what we've got in store for you today. Well, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be in the world. And welcome back to Industry Insights with me, DPDS. I am thrilled and excited to welcome my next guest to the show. Um, It's a long life friend. I think we've been friends for for over a decade, coming up to 15 years, I think now, um, and is also um, a professional uh, in the industry. Um, So if there was a big round of applause, if they were here, they're going to go wild and crazy. Please please welcome to my podcast, Anne Smith, who is an events director at Red Fox Event Management. Welcome, Anne. Hi, thanks for having me. And we're not that old to know each other that long, are we? I don't know. It feels like a, oh, a lifetime ago. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's fine. We still look great. It's awesome. <laughs> don't worry. Well, I think we do. But uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm really excited to have you uh, on the show. We're going to be looking at um, a, a different uh, sector of the industry um, from my other interviews currently that I've done. Um, and this will be looking at the events uh, part of the entertainment industry. And uh, it's going to be great to get some insight in your stories um, and find out a little bit more about it. Okay, cool. Great. So let's kick things off. Um, and if you can kind of just I kind of already introduced you what you do, but go again, tell us kind of what your current job role profession is. I know we're in kind of a pandemic and things are paused, but if that wasn't happening, you know, where you're at in your uh, professional career uh, and what sector of the arts that you're working at the moment? Okay, so obviously weren't in a pandemic, life would be wonderful. And I would be uh, running an events company called Red Fox Event Management um, as the events director, business owner. Um, here's, the, here's the sad tone to it. It was a COVID startup. Um, I, really? yeah, <laughs> I went on maternity leave um, yay, um, and then handed in my notice with my previous event management company in February 2020. <laughs> right before yeah so I did my one month's notice and then bam it, it all happened I had all my eggs and you know all ready to go for Red Fox um and then I was just like oh I'm I, you know I'm a year into having a child I am ready to get back to work and seriously yeah. I was losing my mind I just wanted to get straight back into events and then I couldn't <laughs> So, yeah, it's been kind of kind of paused. Yeah. But pre that, you, pre that, your your career uh, profession has obviously just is been in the events sector. Yeah, yeah. So, and um, agency, maybe live events, anything from private to corporate events. Um, so, conferences, award ceremonies, parties, weddings. So, anything sort of the the sort of logistics and production side. Um, and your your role within that, are you creating, your sourcing? Like what kind of tell my view, uh, listeners, like what does uh, events management, you know, uh, compile of what 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 do you do on a day to day basis? Um, so uh, 
it's basically it's end to end so you will you you know you get clients and then you work with them to build a sort of brief together so if say for instance let's go with a it's a party so that you need to figure out dates and find a venue and work for the different suppliers to build this event and then I make I make it sound really easy in one sentence. Um, <laughs> then, and then we have show day. So you have event day, which is you know running the event and making sure that you have all the suppliers are talking to each other and it's the the show is smooth. And then after you've got the horrendous D rig. <laughs> right. So you're kind of the the core, the son of it, really. You're you're piecing it all together, keeping it all going. And like you said, it it seems easy right people just turn up to the events and it's all done but there's so much work that's gone on behind uh, which is what you you do and you've worked I would say sometimes uh, what, what's like the length period of a project what oh it, it it really does vary depending on event size and budget and sc- just scale everything really but um I would say a minimum would be I'd say three, four months to work on an event. So when, and I hate to talk about the C word, but you know, COVID happens and people are like, it's okay, you can work now. It doesn't work that way with events. You can't just go start. Right. You have to be, it takes a long time to just get all the wheels in motion and get all the people talking and line up everything. It, you can't just put on an event tomorrow the idea of, of an event of how it comes do a, does clients come to you they already know exactly what they want and you just then source it or you're creating the idea or is it kind of a collaboration it's totally a collaboration um some of the time they're saying this is exactly what i want and we will produce it and then other parts of the time you know you work together you the people sometimes go i want this event but i don't actually know what i want so it's sort of like trying to get blood out of the stone sometimes um but then you create something beautiful that they didn't realize they wanted and they're going that's exactly what i wanted and i didn't even know so um yeah so there's a creative aspect to it as well um lots of lots of brainstorming um, I'd be one of those people I'd come to you like I want this kind of I have an idea but I really don't have an idea or... <laughs> <laughs> but then I'll go yes you do like, yeah okay so do you want x or z uh, and x or z yeah well true uh, do you want this or this do you like this color or this color do you want this person coming or not this person coming so you, you do you do know it's just whether it's my job to let you know that you know <laughs> right and in regard looking at um you know cost and scales of of events and productions can you give the listeners a, a view of kind of on a a money value of what you kind of your lease events to the biggest events that you've done oh um Least events, I would say, just a, 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 the smallest event would probably be about I don't know, a total budget of five thousand pounds. Right. That's that's sort of like a sort of mate's sort of small occasion, maybe maybe a baby shower or right. um, something like that. Um, and large scale with three quarters of a million. Um, wow. Yeah, it's yeah, when you're juggling the numbers, it's when you're doing the high end events. It there's still it's the budget goes, <laughs> and yeah. it it feels as niche as the five thousand pound one. It's just the different types of layers to it. I can imagine is the only way to describe it. Yeah. So how did you get started in this industry? Um, you know, if you can talk a little bit about, did you go to school for that? Did you train specifically in uh, event management? Um, kind of how you you started off in that industry. Um, well, I guess I started when um, I actually just wrote a blog 
20 years in the events industry yes yes i'm saying about the age again (laughs) (laughs) you're giving uh, it away now i know Ah! um but it's mainly because actually it did start with um i was i was in college studying theater studies and i needed beer money so i worked for a nightclub (laughs) (laughs) evolution nightclub on the on the waterfront in bristol Um, great place yes and uh, i worked as their promo girl for a while and then um i quit college to work in the because i liked money uh, i worked in the admin office of the club and then after a while they said do you want to run a club event and so i was like okay i've been promo for a while i can do this it absolutely flopped i'm not (laughs) i'm not ashamed to say it was terrible and i was never given that responsibility ever again um (laughs) what 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 went wrong how did it flop oh i just didn't know i had no experience i had no idea it was actually i think i was given quite a bad a bad time to do it really it was boxing day it was a boxing day event and who goes out yeah who goes out clubbing on boxing day i just i tried everything i was like going into offices before the christmas break and i was putting leaflets on cars you're not allowed to do that anymore but back in those days you could um, and i was just trying everything yeah, rem- remember people just used to throw flyers at you for everything exactly yeah that was me um <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we like for anyone wondering how we know each other we i kind of met you at a stage where you were doing promo events and i I just I was in between uh, shows. I think I was doing a show at the time, uh, Forever in Blue Jeans. I was just about to say that. I remember that really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, it wasn't. uh, There weren't enough dates. I was. We were working at a gym together as well, Um, and I just remember you like asking like what are you doing today and she you'd be doing all sorts from shots to you were at the football ground then you were on some tv show yeah. uh, with a bristol rover shirt on i just oh remember all of this stuff thinking like wow she's like really going for it yeah i mean that was that thing so i went i went to so I went to college to study theatre studies. I was really into production. Um, I had absolutely no talent to be in front of the camera or anything or on stage. So credit to you massively. Um, but I did. I was really interested in the behind the scenes and what that terrible job at Evolution did. The job wasn't even, oh, a great club. It's gone now anyway, so I didn't worry about it. <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> but what that job did do is open up my eyes to what I had a taste of running an event even though it failed it gave me that taste and it just made me from there go well how do I get into events how do I do this so I just old-fashioned picked up the telephone and rang people and said how do I get into events and um, some people said internships and personally for me financially I couldn't do that I needed beer money um <laughs> so, so uh, i get we're taking you like beer oh no we don't even <laughs> like beer i didn't know why i was saying beer sorry red wine money should i say <laughs> i know you know that i know i like red wine <laughs> um, don't know what you're talking about i <laughs> was 20 years ago whatever um anyway uh so yeah so i sort of went to so and then someone said how about venue side events so i went to the venue side and i did five years as a venue event manager um so it was really really good for my career to see that side because now on the agency side we use venues for events all the time so I know how it runs on that side and then I moved to London and um well in London it just had a lot more opportunity than Bristol so I went to an agency and the rest is history right so that that your where did you do your education well, oh, um, St. Bernadette's and St. Brendan's. 
Okay. And that course that you did really obviously with theatre ways, was there any kind of event stuff in that or, no. or it was no, not no, it wasn't. It was it was I I loved drama at school, so I really loved the sort of the show aspect, the end to end. That's where I came from, really. I loved the, you know, the planning, the rehearsals and all that stuff, and then having that feeling of the, you know, the showtime buzz, the event buzz. Yeah. So moved to London um, and then, like you say, you, you worked there for a while, uh, a company, and then uh, you moved back to Bristol. Is that right? Yeah. So I worked for th- two, three agencies in, uh, in London. So I had a different sort of variety of different types of event agencies as well and different s- scales. And it was a global events company as well. So I got to fly around the world and do different events here and there. Um, and then, yeah, I moved back to Somerset. Somerset. Yes, I tried to say it without a Somerset accent. <laughs> yeah, we seem to have lost our Somerset accent along the way. Yes. Don't get me saying ours, though, because uh, that's when it slips up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, I worked for a small agency in the West Country. And then that's when I decided I'm, I'm ready to start my own. And then coronavirus. And then coronavirus. <laughs> I know it will come back though, mm. and uh, it's exciting that now you've had all that experience and you're able to, you know, go out on your own. Um, so, l- looking at say, I came to you with a um, an idea, an event. We kind of touched on it briefly at the beginning, but kind of break it down in a little bit more detail. I've come to you and I've said um, I want a large scale um, event with li- you know live music or entertainers, that kind of thing. Um, how do you start and how do you source them and how do you work or how do you network with uh, the agency? What do you use? Are there talent agencies that you use mm. to to get from like any performers that may be listening to this that think you know they could do some part time work as uh, a performer within the events? Kind of if you could kind of put that together for me, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. To me, the most important thing when I book an entertainer or supplier is really about that. It's it's, it's, it's standard communication and people buy from people. So it's about networking. So I would, I would, first of all, I would search my network of people that I've known in the past that either I've met on an event or through someone else. So it's always to me, it would be a recommendation would be the first thing. But I know if you're starting, that's the hard bit because you need to be in front of someone to be recommended to that person. So um, I have used a few talent agencies in the past. Um, It is that's going by trust, a lot of trust. and That's my, my least preferred avenue i guess i yeah if i'd rather go direct and that would be i've used tools like linkedin um you know uh i would contact people like oh i don't know hey darren um yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no it's, it's definitely i would ask for recommendations that's my number one port call really right so so talking about resources um you know for people that want to get into events like you've mentioned or are looking for opportunities is that what you would recommend to say you know be on those platforms linkedin is there any other platforms or uh, you know social media outlets that people can register with or or kind of find 
industry experts and, and kind of get into events because I always hear that with events it's all about luck and who know to get it's very difficult as you mentioned to get into yeah I would it's definitely about grafting and and I think that goes with the whole sector industries everything it's about you know finding that little that small position and then building your way up if you're lucky enough to go halfway up brilliant but actually it yeah. is working your way from the bottom and it's you know it's a journey you 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 can't just arrive at your destination at your your job that you wanted forever you do need to build your way there and it's just the way it is i know think i know it sounds awful and you can get an event management degree that is a, that is an avenue and that's a yeah. brilliant way to know the textbook behind event management however experience is always key so do you find that you learn more on a job uh, as you were kind of with those industry professionals figuring out how, how it is and learning all the skills? Without a doubt. If I had two CVs in front of me for a, an assistant role at my company, I had someone who's just come out of university with a, an event management uh, degree or someone who's worked as an event assistant as an intern, I'd choose the intern over the, the degree every day. Right. Well, that's that's interesting to hear, right? Most people would think I've got the degree, I would be uh, the specialist. Um, but it's good to hear that, you know, experience sometimes can can outweigh that, right? Yeah, I think it is, it's a type of job that it's, it's a live live event. You're doing everything live. I don't know how you could really learn the job on a textbook. Don't get me wrong. If the person CV, CVA had event experience and an internship versus the person with just the internship, then obviously CVA will have, you know, will have that, that extra bit. We'll know more about budgeting and all of that side. You know, the, there is a the element of um, what you would learn in the university that's going to be really really useful so I'm not I'm not poo-pooping that that's the it's, you know, it's a great course and I highly recommend it just yeah. <laughs> dig myself out that one <laughs> <laughs> no I think it's a valid point like some people you know can go um, and get an education uh, and get a degree on paper and everything like that and other people do choose a, a different route of you know, kind of starting at entry level and, and working their way up and, you know, being as successful as somebody who does have a degree. And I think sometimes that's a good debate that we have or I've had, um, you know, sometimes people are overlooked by by a, a piece of paper, right, or a degree that they've put, worked hard on. on. And so it's a, it's a hard one, right, because people do, they go to get that education, uh, but some people can afford to do that. They don't have the luxury to do that. So uh, it's good that there's opportunities out there for both. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Definitely. Great. Um, so kind of just going off topic a little bit. So before you kind of stumbled into uh, events, uh, you said that you'd um, you know studied some theatre. What, what was it that you wanted to be growing up? Um, the, the answer to this question is when I was little, little, my brother wanted to be a priest driving a Ferrari. So <laughs> I always wanted to be a nurse driving uh motorbike <laughs> i have no idea why i have but that's the answer the, the ultimate <laughs> answer but really okay. i think in seriousness i think you know with the whole drama school and going into the studies it, it i i did i loved the idea of being an actor i did lots of i mean when i knew you back in the day lots of extra work yeah. and stuff and i just loved the the buzz of the production yeah you used to be like a, a regular on like casualty yeah. and things like that yeah right? i did but the problem is darren is that um I lacked in um, talent, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I could never make it on stage. Um, 
but I, uh, I like the I, I love and my heart is behind behind stage is uh, it's, it's for me yeah well it's good to have someone like you uh, running the behind the scenes <laughs> and keeping everyone in check and putting it all together um so the events industry like you say with the arts as well something happens like this and we're kind of all thrown into turmoil and work can just uh, you know disappear like like that it's gone um so kind of you know moving away from covid but obviously still touching on it what hurdles have you faced throughout the events career that you've got what would you say is the most challenging hurdles that you face and how did you overcome them um, I would say the transition from venue-based events going to agency, it's going back to the conversation we were having earlier, actually, it's getting the foot, your foot in the door. I think even though I was in, I was in events, I was working, I was running events but with a venue for years and years and quite a few venues as well, um, an agency who had obviously a, a bigger variety of events wouldn't they wouldn't let they wouldn't let me in <laughs> I oh. yeah, I basically I, I was in London I was sending my CV to absolutely everyone calling everyone putting myself in networking events so I could be in front of the right people I worked hard to get into the events industry and then I eventually got an interview for an, a, a comms company an events company and I didn't get the job I I had two present PowerPoint presentations to get the job and I didn't get it and it was, and then uh, I, I was deflated. I tried so hard, but then I managed to beg them to give me a three-month contract, and then I became permanent. So, how did how did that happen? You say you say I begged. I, I got beg. visions of you like banging on their door I, and following them home. Well, with the venue, there was a lot of sales, and there was a lot. Of, I've got a bit of sales experience, so I was very salesy and sold my strengths to them, and basically. And then I just said, look, I am new into this. I've got this this experience, but I don't have this experience. But I am so hungry to learn. I really am. And I just, I sort of, I, I, I didn't, I was like a dog with a bone. And so the guy probably just went, oh, for God's sake, just give her the job. Just give her the job. Yeah, three months and then she'll be out. And then obviously I worked very hard and proved myself to get a permanent role. So I'd say it is getting your foot in the door is the hardest by far. And that's, I mean, that's a great story. Um, you know, if anyone's listening, you know, if you maybe don't succeed, maybe the events industry is a little bit different than maybe, you know, a performing job. You can maybe show that you're hungry and show that. And that's what, what is needed, I would say, in that industry sector to be successful because you are, you've got a lot of competition, right? And you're always trying to sell and, and, and get the client over somebody yeah, else. Yeah, definitely. There's this, that sales, the big sales aspect to it too. There's hard, it's hard to showcase your talent and in, in an interview. So I wish in a way there was a way to sort of audition running an event <laughs> for event yeah. organisers in some way. But, uh, you know, after a while, once you're in events, you build up a portfolio just like artists and you've got something to show. But when you're at the beginning, you don't have that portfolio. Right. So through your experience, um, talking about the arts, is it an interchangeable career path that, say, maybe a performer could take events? Have you worked with many, you know, performers that have transferred into the event sector? Um, yeah, I have. Um, I have. my One of my bosses, in fact. Um, yeah, I, it's, there's definitely a very, is it, there is a dotted line between you know the entertainment side to the event organizing side because you'll 
you're there in each other's roles all yeah. the time you know with with the rehearsals to to set up you're there you're you know to obviously showtime event day to you know you're, you're there step by step so you're seeing how each other works do you think it's helped you in this sector of the industry to have had that experience, um, say, you know, training in theatre to understand maybe the logistics or what the product should be like? Or you don't think that necessarily matters? From A-level theatre studies, it didn't matter. Um, okay. Yeah, I, it, uh, it, it was, again, I, to me, in my eyes, it was, very, it was, it was great to learn the production side of it but then I hadn't I had five years plus away from any sort of production side until I went back to agency so I think we just it, cut out for a little bit there. oh okay sorry I was just going on those own lines. um you had five years maybe go back yeah so I had I had um five years when when I was on the venue side where I had nothing to do with production it was all logistics so I, everything I learned was when I, you, I actually worked production. Okay. Right. Perfect. Um, now you've talked about obviously hands-on experience and, and getting in and getting your foot in the door. So has there been, you know, a specific person throughout your career within that has influenced you or is there anybody that you follow or has really had an impact on your career and helped you become, you know, to the top of your game uh, where you are today? Um, I guess it's not like a particular person that I've sort of looked up to or influenced in me in that way. Um, but I had a boss in London. Um, his name's Dylan Amlot. He is an absolute legend. He ran three companies at the same time of his event, as well as his event company. And wow. he took me under his wing. And it was, just, it was just me and him for a long time before I hired some staff. And because he was running his other companies, he basically gave me a position to sink or swim. And because of I was in, I had that opportunity, I learned so much, so, so much. And those the events that I did with, with him, G&D events, was, you know, they were high-end, high-scale, high-volume, global events with so much depth to them to and so much to learn like I learned how to do CAD drawings with him it was crazy um so I learned what's what's that for somebody who doesn't know what that is um it's basically when you uh you I don't even know what it stands for that's terrible um you sort of (laughs) you map you computerize map out what an event will look like um yeah I should really know what it stands for damn me If you're interested, you can message Anne and she'll find out for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I had, I had no idea what you were on. Oh, right. Like, oh, what? <laughs> um, but that's interesting. So it's all mapped out on on that system. Yeah, yeah. And we did we did 3D production. So, you know, when you have a building and it sort of comes to life with lights yeah. and projection. So we've, I've done, I've did, I did a lot of stuff that I wouldn't expect to be a part of a, a, a normal event management role. Right. Anyone wanting to obviously get into events, um, you know, where can it take you? Is it international travel? Like where can you do what kind of lifestyle would a career in events give to somebody? It can, it can take you around the world. Definitely. It can. There's the R. Um... Where, where, <laughs> where, have, where have you been? What, what's been some of the highlights of your career where you've, you've managed to travel with events? Um, I've, 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 
basically than the length of the south of France. Um, they were beautiful because it's obviously lovely going to the Riviera. Uh, yeah, lovely. Coast to coast, US. That, yeah. that was really challenging because they run events very differently to the UK. So that was a really sort of big eye opener there. How, how, what's the differences from, from say, the States to, to the UK? Um, language, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Terminology. So uh, something as simple as, uh, oh, we think um, a screen would be called something different or, you know, a staging. Everything is different. Everything is Everything is, well, in the UK, we work a lot with packages. So if you were doing an AV production, you could buy an AV, you could buy, but buy a package. You just speak to a, a tech and they'll they tell you, you know, you might need this, this and this, and they help, they work with you. They don't so much in the US. <laughs> it, it's uh, on a financial side. It's uh, you want to borrow a pen? That's $600. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. And the tax as well, coming from the UK to the US, there's, so many different levels of tax that you have to pay yeah. so i mean yeah you probably know that better than i do but when it when it comes to the final bill it's it there's there's so many different layers to it do you find that um the product itself or, or the final product it, does it differ in regards to the cost or how it's presented from the us to the uk the the cost did definitely but the final the final show event no is have you have you ever had a a client from the us um you know been in the uk and come to you with an event and what were your challenges with that i haven't had a us client come to the uk i've had you you uk to us or us to us so i've had a us client that's wanted a uk supply event management team to go over there to run run their events Okay. I, I, and and uh, I mean, it just seems if I was in the US, I, well, I would pick someone from the US. Why would they come absolutely. to the UK for 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 choosing an event? Um, it was uh, so these particular events was something that we ran similar events in the UK. So they've seen what we've done. So they came to an event, they liked it, they wanted us to do similar to them over there. So it's really yeah. So it was it's again, it's all about that networking, isn't it? It's about you know, once you get your, you, you get a, a, a portfolio of events, then people. Yeah. I, sp- I suppose it's like a brand, right? I, I like a certain brand. Um, I like the way it is every time. So I'm, I'm invested in the brand. So I suppose it's a little bit similar to an events company, say your events company, if you did something great the first time and that's the way that say my, I'm being portrayed, they're going to keep coming back. And I suppose that's how you keep building your portfolio. Absolutely. And obviously it's the British accent as well. <laughs> I'm joking. That, that's what it is. So yeah, anybody listening, all you need is a British accent and you'll, you'll land those big contracts. <laughs> maybe not our, maybe not our Somerset one. No, it's quite endearing. It's quite endearing actually. If you want anything really farming or... <laughs> yeah, come to Bristol. Yeah. Um, it, it's really interesting and like I, I've dipped in and out of events but more on the side of performing so I was either a singer at an event or a wedding singer or a band or whatever that kind of aspect so and again we would just show up and do our thing and expect everything to be there and that's the hard part about it what that's the hard work that goes in from your side and your team uh, to put all that together yeah and I guess on our side booking um, entertainment that just fly in do their thing and fly out it's for us it's really the trust of the the entertainment director is the person in charge of the entertainment that you hire 
that's that's the the key is between myself and that the person that's coordinating the entertainment's flying in because it's it's a huge trust you know you've you've been months and months of planning and then these people literally just come perform and go um nine times out of ten it's just fantastic and you're like yeah yes (laughs) i i i remember um even say for my wedding when i got married um, I'd spent months and months planning with this uh, wedding coordinator, um, you know, met with her many times. This is what we want. This is how it's going to go. And at this point, I want this music when I come in and la, la, la. So lots of planning went into it. Um, and then on the day when I got there, I actually had a different coordinator. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, um, <laughs> how first of all like how can this happen they're like no this is our standard procedure yeah. yada 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 um and <clears throat> there were issues you yeah. know so the, the the projector they had they it wasn't compatible say with the computer that i wanted to run um they didn't have the the right you know jack to plug into the whatever it was to play the music um and then this relationship that i had with the the events coordinator who i thought was going to run it was someone completely different so i kind of spent my my day in my moment but also having to think about these other things that were going wrong so that can be a problem I'm sure for events and I'm sure you would try not to run an event like that but what would you say throughout your career has been like um, a really bad experience or a drop moment where you've been like I just can't believe this is happening it's going so wrong and kind of what event that was and and what impact that had on on the client first of all I want to say congratulations on running your event (laughs) Um, (laughs) yes thank you i did think i should go into events after that it's horrendous that they stopped your your coordinator and if they were going to do a different person running on the day the ops team should we say then my friend my friends will laugh because i apparently her name can i say her name i don't think she'll probably listen to this podcast um her name was sally ann (laughs) and apparently my friends they kept hearing me saying sally ann sally ann apparently i just kept like calling the the new coordinator because it wasn't like through through like a um, a smile with like well, cleansed teeth <laughs> well that's why you hire an event management company because an agency will work with you from, will work with that venue person to make sure that they're there on the day and everything's in order so you won't have to ever mention sally ann's name at all because everything you yeah. have that one person that's dedicated to go between you and the venue and your Bless Sally Ann. Sally Ann, I think I did give her quite a lot of stress. So I do apologise, <laughs> Sally Ann, if you're listening. And I had a, I did have a great day in the end anyway. But yeah, that's my kind of thing. Like, what's the worst thing that's happened? And how have you dealt with that then with the, with the client? Oh, there's been... The thing is, this is the thing with events. It has the... People seem to think that it's the the most glamorous job that you just fly around the world and you're doing all this sort of stuff. It's J-Lo's fault with the wedding planner it's completely her fault she's made it look glamorous and it's not <laughs> um, Damn you, yeah. so um everything everything has to run by schedule and when yeah. something doesn't run to schedule it it puts everything out everything so you know the, the key to event planning is planning so you know you don't have a decent event if you haven't spent the hours planning beforehand so, you know, you have to be meticulous with everything. But you also have to remember that if a certain person or entertainment doesn't turn up, then that ruins your whole schedule. Um, yeah. And are you, try, are you trying to say that entertainers don't turn up? That... <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Because I guess if it's an, ent- if it's an entertainment 
and it's not that they say for instance yeah. the client or the audience don't know what order things are you can switch for swap so when it for me yeah. when i do parties and you know things where i i actually do hire entertainment from silks to singers to all this sort of stuff that's okay it, you know it's not behind the scenes in my head i'm going ah but it's to, to all i care about is what, what it looks like you know you know yeah. in front of the you know in front of the stage but um what is hard is actually the corporate world where you've got speakers and people are going to that event to see that particular speaker or go to see that go to a different sort of breakout to see the speaker and on or they're flying to this event this has happened to me so it's very painful um flying to say portugal <laughs> to go see an event that we've organized for this particular speaker and the speaker tell me the day before that they can't make it <laughs> oh wow so every single bit of printing everything's gone out to the to the audience the delegates everything has been done every we spent money on hard copies we, we all the slides the production all of it is all led out for this one cool speaker and then they can't make it because they've just found out they've got something else in their calendar. <laughs> and, and what do you do at that moment? Um, switch it around, t- spend all night re- reprinting, going to printers, finding 24-hour printers, um, emailing everybody, calling everybody to make sure they know that there's been a change, and then just facing them face-to-face and saying, I'm very sorry, but this person is amazing. Let's replace them. <laughs> that's what you can do (laughs) so potentially though that has the possibility of causing like financial ruin for for an event for you or something like that how do you go about that when somebody possibly does throw off an event that has been planned and they've been booked Uh, are they contracted how does that would you contract uh, the performers or speakers to your it event? depends on the yeah we, they are contracted so there will be a cancellation fee so there will be to an element there'll be some return however yeah. with all of the audience and the or the delegates you 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 know people will be angry and upset about not having who they go to see so that is so people gotcha. might say they want their money back for their ticket or their space or i'm not you know I've, I've paid x amount to be a sponsor for this event and i don't like it lots of lots of problems that side um and it does eventually the way is is that we i i'm an experienced event manager i i put on good events so if this one isn't you know if this one doesn't tick the box because of this awful and um, you know you can't they know it's not my fault because again you know I'm very personal with them. I tell them how it is and they can see that they're very disappointed, but it's not my fault. So I would try and put them onto another event if possible. And is that something you set out in communication in the early days? Like this is what we've planned. However, there are, you know, variables that could happen and we might have to change it. So it's always key to have that clear communication. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that is really crucial for anyone who's starting up in events as well. I think at the beginning, honesty and integrity is the biggest thing you just need to make sure that you you know you you people buy from people goes all the way through to to the actual event day you need you need to be that that, you need to be even though you're behind the scenes you need to be in front of the scenes so every person knows who they've been personally invited or they're welcomed and they know in that sense of yeah for that side of it anyway 
Is it like the movies where you they have the big folder of um, pictures, and then you have to rem- rem- remember all their names? I would never oh, be able to do I, that. Honestly, I'm covering my mouth because and my face because yes, to set to some events we do sit there and we pull a little di- little word document together with different faces that we get pro- mostly from LinkedIn, and the people on delegate registration will have those pictures. Myself personally, I say that oh yes, you know, event management is my thing. That's my worst. <laughs> if you, I honestly, I'm terrible. I am terrible. I can't, I can't see someone from a photo in real life. I'll remember someone. So obviously, hi, I'm Anne, and I'll, I'll recognise them. I'll probably go like blue shoes, blue shoes, blue shoes, um, and I'll remember them. <laughs> but if I have to look at a photo, for some reason, I just can't. I can't connect the two. <laughs> that's amazing yeah i i would struggle with that too i'm I'm names i'm like oh let's make them up um also i mean this has given us a great insight of like what happens and uh like say we watch movies and we see these wedding planner and this and we think how it is so it's quite similar but obviously some some differences for anyone that wants to be in events or they are in events and they're looking to grow um or starting off what resources have helped you along the way like is there a specific um education that you're you're reading or you follow on a a weekly yearly basis that you top up or you retrain or you're always looking to improve like is there some specific resources that people would be able to look at oh um not what i know of um so it's more like say networking and learning as you go but if someone wanted to look at event management you know complete newbie is there something that they could reference and would, read and, and, and this look sounds, at? this sounds so modern what i'm going to say right now but instagram uh, every event agency pretty much are on instagram and or, or obviously their websites of course but instagram is a bit of obviously a friendlier platform where you can follow their blogs and their they you know they'll post things about their companies there and they, they a lot of agencies give you like five steps on how to do this and all that sort of they're really good i mean i I write i write blogs monthly um just to try and you know help other people because i was that person 20 years ago going how do i get into events um so i would say like follow get get an idea of what type of events you want to get into because like i said there's corporate there's special events private there's summits there's festivals there's so many aspects to uh an, an event there's you know so this you know, it goes on forever doesn't it the sector is huge um yeah that you, you you could just say oh i want to be an event but it's just too wide you need to know what element yeah specific um, yeah. i've specialized okay. in private and corporate um but it's usually mainly on the production sort of you know even the corporate would be a gala dinner with a, with a show um you know my my high-end parties will always have production um yeah so yeah. I, I there is an element to red fox that i'm concentrating on but yeah i just I, my my tip sorry that was a really long-winded set a version to say get an idea of what <laughs> you want to get into and then follow the companies that you like and then get an idea yeah. from that so kind of 
kind of know what you want network and then i mean i'm I'm pretty sure there are some events or some some industry leaders that like you say are writing blogs so i'll I'll put all of this information in the the podcast information so maybe they can check that out or follow people on linkedin and you know i see such a great network uh within linkedin of people really wanting to help each other um and they do free webinars or whatever it is like that i also can get yourself an invite to clubhouse which is like the the cool new social media um that i think i got one of those today (laughs) (laughs) i don't know who from but it is it's um it's it's very new but actually i spent a bit of time on it today as well and they're like little seminars little little you know voice only so you don't have to put you know your best on um and you go into little rooms and they just people are talking within for me i'm in the events industry so that you know i'm i look at event profs and we have all different groups and we're all talking about how we run events and what's your best event, what's your event. It's really, really good tool for learning. So I, I definitely I'll plug that one for you. <laughs> what, what, just say it one more Clubhouse. time. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Check it out. And I think it's invitation At only though. At the moment is that it correct? is. It's quite new. There's still like millions of people on there. But um, it's once you know one person, so each person, when you join, you get two invites. You only get two. Um, and then, but those, the, so the, the people that you invite get two more. And then that's, it, it grows in that way. So yeah. it is, I registered for this thing three weeks ago and I sat there waiting for someone to invite me going, please, please. <laughs> and I went on LinkedIn and said, can someone invite me, please? Um, again, it's all about just putting yourself out there and <laughs> getting your foot in the door. Yeah. But and it, it sounds it sounds like a good platform at the moment. Like it's quite like say quite elite. You it's industry professionals and like say you're getting some good advice and, and networking Absolutely. within that. Yeah, definitely. And then the people that I you know I look up to in the events industry that have been in the events industry for, for 30, 40 years, running the most fantastic events. Um well yeah, it's 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 a cool place to be, I think. I think. I'm just saying this now, but I'm I'm I can imagine it being a big thing. Well, yes. let's watch this space, check it out. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we're kind of getting towards the end of um our chat today. So I just want to ask you a few more uh things. Um talking about your greatest achievement, so professionally, what 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 do you think your greatest achievement right now is uh this far? Um, professionally. Uh I'd say um, the sort of the high end events that I did when I was in London, really. Is there a there specific is, one? But, you know, with NDAs, non-disclosure, I can't actually yeah. describe too much of it. It was in the Troxy. I don't know if you're aware of the Troxy venue, beautiful venue in East London. Um, it was a A-list party. So it was very different type of red tape um there's extra security you had to hunt i had to deal with media valet parking um map out 3d projection and like just hundreds and hundreds of entertainers to manage um there was a lot of plates spinning a lot um and i didn't finish a single job until probably 10 o'clock the morning the next day with the d-rig so it was hardcore but it was all over the, you know, the big magazines and all the celebrity things. And, and uh, yeah, I was really proud of myself because that was a, it, was a, it was a big, big, hard event. It big was event. really hard to organise and really hard to run. But I did it. Yes. So you. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to ask you off the podcast what it is. Of course. <laughs> and why wasn't I, why wasn't I invited? No. 
right? Um, is there any advice or anything that you wish that you'd known before you'd started out in the events industry? Oh, in 2020, COVID-19 will hit just as you decided to have a startup. Um, no. Uh, anything? Like advice you'd, you'd known, like what it was going to be like or what you should prepare yourself for? Like, did you know that you, you'd have to start at, at ground level, entry level yes. and work your way up? Or was that new I mean, to you I or anything like that? I always knew that it wasn't going to be easy to get into events. I knew it was going to be hard. Um, I, I lost my way a couple of times as well. I, I sort of went, when I went into venues, I went to the sales side a bit too much and went, hang on a second, hang on a second. You want to get into events. So I'd say just keep focused keep focused on the goal you know it's the only impossible journey is one that you've never begun very good very good if you had one event uh, your dream event if you had to host one or it was hosting somebody's event uh, what oh. would it be uh, i would love to run a royalty event yeah Wow. I'm mean, talking yeah, about red tape now. I've, I've worked at some some royal buildings and it's really, really hard. But it's a challenge and I love a challenge. Sounds good. And we could have all the royal Absolutely. family there for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. Um, well, to finish up, so anyone wanting like, say, to get into that sector, three three words that could sum up what they what they need to do. Um, but that will help them in in that sector of the entertainment industry specifically Experience, in events. Network and hard work. Hard work has a hyphen in between, so that's three words. That's fine. You can use that. So yeah, great advice there. Um, if anybody's listening and they are wanting to get into events and they want some more information, I'm sure Anne would be more than happy if you reached out to her on her platforms. Um, I'll be sharing, like, say. Uh, her blogs and her, her company which is red fox event management um so if you do need any events uh hit her up and she's got lots of experience that she'll be able to help you with so thank you very much Anne. it's been awesome uh, connecting with you and i know once we're out of this pandemic you're going to continue thank to you do so much things. thanks for your time lovely speaking to you thank you very much <laughs> thank round you. of applause for Anne, everybody take care Anne. thanks very much Thanks again for joining me on Industry Insights with DPDS. It's been a pleasure having you. We will see you next week for our next episode where I'll be interviewing more entertainment industry professionals, sharing their stories. Until then, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and all the links will be provided in this podcast. Until then, enjoy your morning, afternoon, or evening. And most of all, 